Welcome to CapeCast Audio 20, the audio podcast from the city of Cape Coral, Florida. I'm Connie Barron, the Public Information Director for the city of Cape Coral, and thank you for joining us today on our weekly podcast. My guest in studio is Terry Hall, who works with me in the city manager's office. Terry, welcome to the program. Thank you very much, Connie. We're going to be talking about the Citizens Academy here in just a minute, but before we do, tell our listening audience a little bit about yourself, how long you've been in Cape Coral, what you do for the city. I've been with the city for nearly 20 years. I started in March of 1992. I worked in our utilities department. Um, I've been in public works and several other divisions throughout the city, and I have actually been in the city manager's office now um, since 1998. So you, one of the um, projects that you're responsible for is the um, Citizens Academy. So why don't you tell the viewers exactly what the Citizens Academy is, what is the purpose for holding this? I believe we do it twice a year. We do hold the Academy twice a year. Um, we call them semesters. It is a 12-week course that is um, was developed to help inter- get our citizens to interact um, with their local government, learn a little bit more about their local government, and to eventually become ambassadors for the city. We'd like them to come in, um, see what all our departments do, how they operate, ask their questions, and then get back out there in the community and um, share their experience with other citizens. How many years have we been doing the Citizens Academy now? Four years. Four years. Sometimes it seems like longer. It does. It does. I don't know. Maybe just because it comes up every uh, every few months because we hold the 12 weeks, we take a break, and then we do another 12 weeks. Um, this year, the, the next class is going to be starting on February the 1st. It is. How many um, folks do you have in that class now? Do you have openings for more? We have openings for more. Um, we shoot for about 20 to 22 students. It's a pretty good number. Um, right now we have 10, so we are looking for applications. It is a commitment, um, if you're interested, that it, it takes about 60 hours of your time. It's four to six hours once a week um, for 12 weeks. And um, we like that you um, are able to make that commitment and be there for each of them, um, if possible so that you get the whole picture of what the city is all about. Now, it usually meets on Wednesdays. It's usually always Wednesdays, correct? They're all on Wednesdays except for one day, and um, there is one Thursday that's involved. Um, Each of the departments meet on these Wednesdays, um, and they come in, they introduce themselves, you get to meet their staff, you get to ask questions, you sometimes are out in the field looking at different projects, you get to make observations and participate a little bit in what their daily operations are. Well, let's talk about some of those uh, different classes that they're going to be attending. If they sign up for it, some departments will take a day on their own while some of our smaller departments might share one of the class days. But let's talk about, let's, for instance, the fire department. If a participant signs up for the Citizen Academy, what can they expect on a day with the fire department? Well, first of all, they get to meet the fire chief and spend some time with him. He gives them a PowerPoint presentation and discusses um, operations, um, emergency management, which is something he's very interested in and cares a lot about. 
but they will also get to go over to the fire station um, right on a fire truck going through um, some of their um, the smoke filled house where they get to put a mask on and go in and see what it's actually like in a smoky room or a house filled with fire and smoke they get to see the um, dive rescue crews there's several different pods that the firemen actually set up and demonstrate what their specialties are. Of all the classes, and we'll talk about a few more of them here in just a minute, but of all the classes that, um, or pods as you put them in, that the participants take part in, which ones, as far as feedback goes, do you get the most positive feedback where people say, oh, that was just great? We actually have several, and um, it's kind of become a little competitive between the department directors because they want their class to be the favorite. Um, all of the classes are very enjoyable and very interesting, and even finance, which you might not think is quite so fun, um, they've, they've come up with some ideas to make it a little exciting for us. But most of them like our mock council meeting, which is the last day of the session, and the participants get to become um, the mayor and council and participate in a mock council meeting and kind of learn, um, take what they've learned over the last 12 weeks and, and form it and put it together in, in a decision-making setting. With, um, with the various classes, we've done it now for four years. Are you usually full with the 20 participants? I know you said you're a little short this time, at least right now, but do you usually get 20 or more participants? We do. We, we almost always have um, more than that, and usually they do come in right at the last second and sign up. Uh, the ideal class size is about 20 because we do take bus tours, and, and um, our bus fits 20, and and so um, that does work out best for us. But if we have more, we always enjoy having them, and, and we find ways to do the tours um, by dividing a division manager or department head up and putting them on both tour buses. With the participants, I, we have people that attend city council, and then we also have people that show up for town hall meetings. When it comes to the Citizens Academy, what sort of a spectrum of, across the population here in, in Cape Coral have you seen that actually have signed up to to uh, uh, be a part of the Citizens Academy? We've had a full range of individuals signing up. Um, we have individuals that work and, and have very busy schedules that have made time to come through the program. We have individuals that are retired. We've had um, librarians, school teachers, businessmen, uh, a number of different individuals. And it's, it's kind of interesting to see them interact in their different perspectives on things as we go through it. Have they always pretty much gelled as a class uh, as time goes on? You know, most people, they'll come in, they won't know anybody, but by the time they get to the mock city council at the, at the end, uh, they've, they've made 19 new friends. They have. They have. They all end up interacting and working well together, and, and they stay in touch afterwards. Um, we also usually recruit one or two uh, volunteers when we're at it. The people find that they... Um, they really have an interest in what's going on and they want to be a little more involved and we, we love taking advantage of that, if, if you will, and, and by letting them come in and help us out. I think what's really interesting to show just how much of a impact the Citizens Academy can have, we have one participant who was in the Citizens Academy who then became a city volunteer and is now sitting up on city council. 
and that's Councilmember uh, Raina Erbrick. Mm-hmm. She participated in, in our, our Citizens Academy for the city. She also, I believe, participated in the Police Academy, too. So she was very involved, so much so that she ran for council and is now sitting up on the dais. We have two individuals up on the dais, actually. Oh, that's correct. Yeah. That's right. Councilman John Cariosha is also um, a member, a, a alumni of the Citizens Academy and one of our ambassadors. And and now I think he just took his role a little bit more serious as an ambassador, and, and now he's a council member for us. He decided he wanted to make a difference. He and did. He, he definitely did make a difference. So um, is there any fee or cost to enroll in the Citizen Academy? Just the commitment. Um, it costs the city approximately $50 to send an individual through the academy. Uh, we purchase snacks, and if you graduate, when you graduate, um, you get a, a shirt that um, says you're an ambassador. And um, But the cost as far as for the citizen is strictly their commitment to be here and to learn and to want to get out in the community and um, help share what they've learned. Some uh, some of the participants, when they come in, they may come in with a predefined idea of what city government is and what services we provide and whether or not we're doing it very well. Have you seen any participants through the process kind of change their opinion about city government? I have. Um, Often there, there's questions that individuals have or they assume that they know what the answer is when they come in. And as they go through the process and they learn that there's more to the story, if you will, um, they, they find out that there's reasons we have to do certain things. For example, lot mowing fees. Someone thought, well, we should, you know, let people that are unemployed come in and, and run the lot mowing program. And there, there's actually certain things that we have to do to follow state laws or federal laws, and it wouldn't allow us to do that. But they didn't know that at first. So as they come in and they find out that there's, there's different reasons that we do different things, they may not always agree, but they at least know the answers to those questions. So there are some aha moments. There are some aha moments, absolutely. We talked about the fire department and what they might expect in the fire department class. What about with the uh, police department? Those are always those tend to be two of the more uh, popular departments, just because people want to know what a firefighter does or what a police officer does. What will they do if they participate and are uh, are part of the police class day? On the day that the police hosts um, their schedule, um, their session, they will come in. They'll actually participate in something called Cop Star, and it's where all the captains and different division leaders throughout, um, they have zones, the police officers do. They will come in, and they will actually go over statistics and look at what's been happening all over the city and in their quadrant and try and um, use those numbers to help improve where they will put officers or maybe pull officers and things like that. So you get to participate in that, see how the, the um, officers interact actually um, at a leadership group. You'll also get to watch the canines. They give you a tour of the facility. They take you in the jail. Um, they, they take you in the jail, huh? Well, yeah. <laughs> if you haven't already been there. <laughs> yeah, hopefully you haven't been there. Correct. But if you have, you might get to revisit it. Um, but they do. They have several fun things to do. Um, not that getting locked up in jail is one of them, but you do get to do that. So it's a very interesting day. 
What's uh, one of the other interesting days that they'll have? What about Parks and Rec? Do they get to do anything fun with Parks and Rec? You would think that they were because they would because uh, Parks and Rec, they are our fun department. Well, several individuals don't realize how many parks we do have, and they get to tour part of the city and see those, so they're always pleasantly surprised. And our uh, Parks and Rec director, Steve Pullman, who is actually our interim city manager at the moment, um, he's decided that he is now the manatee whisperer. So he takes you to our manatee park, and uh, he actually has been very lucky, and every time we've gone up there, there's, there's been the manatees, plenty of them to see and show off. Especially this time of year. Uh, I don't want to get too, too off track here, but this is the time of year that the manatees do congregate up in the canal waters up there by the Serenia Vista Park. Mm-hmm. How many do you guys usually see? And usually you don't get to see the manatee as a whole, but what you see is a, 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 a nose sticking out of the water. I was not with them on the last trip, but I believe I was told they had almost 13 there. Almost. Yeah. Not, not like 12 and a half manatees, <laughs> 12 or 13 is a guess. Yeah. And that, that is a treat to see if you because you read about them and you hear about them. And if you've never seen them, it is uh, pretty interesting, even though you may not be able to see the entire body because they are a little bit underwater and they come up just to breathe a little bit. Um, with the with the finance department, I think that that's an interesting one, even though people might think, oh my gosh, we're going to be talking numbers, we're going to be talking budget, we're going to be talking taxes. That has to be boring. But it's because we're talking about budget and because we're talking about taxes that it can be a very interesting class. It can be. Our, our finance director, she's a uh a ray of sunshine <laughs> and uh, she she has quite a sense of humor so when you when you get to visit with her um, she she is humorous and and she adds a little um, flavor to the class as well and um, we have a budget exercise that we do during this time and as you've learned um, throughout the different classes that it's sometimes very difficult to make choices when we when we do our budget exercise you have to work with a number of other individuals and you find out that it's not quite as easy as you think it might be um, trying to put a budget together because you, you're, you're given a set amount of uh, dollars and you have to allocate that money is that what the yeah. budget exercise is yeah several individuals may cut across the board but um, others may want to just cut a program, others may want to increase taxes, but you find working through this exercise that um, you have other individuals helping you make these decisions so it's not as cut and dry as you, you might think it might be. If you were going to try to come up with some percentage of balance as to how much of the Citizens Academy is in-class work and how much of it is out in the field type exercises, what kind of a, a ratio would you say? Is it 60% in, 40% out? I'd say it's probably 60% in, 40% out. Um, there, there are some days where we're sitting in the classroom, um, but there is usually a, a, diff, a number of different speakers that come in, so you get a variety of different issues before you. Which speaker comes into the classroom and probably generates the most questions? Mm, gosh, that's a hard one. Um, I know probably at the first class, sometimes it's the, the mayor or the city manager can really get bombarded with a lot of questions. Yeah, actually, our, 
our introductory class is with our mayor and city manager and um, individuals don't realize that most of their questions are going to get answered best throughout the next 11 sessions so they want to get all their answers in that first day um, so we hear a lot of questions that day and you will get a high overview of some of the answers but as we go throughout the next 11 weeks um, you'll get more details and, and more clear answers from the departments. So what time do the classes start each Wednesday? It does vary. Most of the classes begin at 1 in the afternoon. Um, there are some days when they begin at 11 in the morning. And um, you will bring a bag lunch or we will provide a lunch for you on those days. They were always over by 5 o'clock in the um, evening. And all except for the one day, which is the police department, um, they are on Wednesdays. And police, as I mentioned earlier, because of the cop star, they hold those on Thursdays. And, and that's why we do it that day. The, um, they go through the process and then they have their mock council meeting. When the um, participants graduate, what is it that you hope that they take with them uh, once they've uh, received their pat on the back and thank you for being a part of our uh, Citizens Academy class? We hope their commitment doesn't stop with the 60 hours that they've spent learning in class. We hope that they um, proudly wear their shirt, get out in the community, um, and share the knowledge that they've gained throughout the, the previous 12 weeks. And, and as you said before, we've had some uh, students that participated and, and have done that. We have. Um, many of them are often out wearing their shirts and um, sharing with others. We've had some that come in, as I mentioned earlier, and volunteer with the city and then take it even farther. They become in involved in committees and or council members. Now, do you have any anyone that uh, signs up for the class and say the reason I'm doing this is because I heard what a great great uh, uh, whole process it was and experience it was, and so I want to do it now? Several, several. It's it's mostly promoted by word of mouth and from other citizens that have gone through. Um, there are it's not advertised in very many places. Maybe in our newsletter or um, on you know, from one of the council members, but it's, it's usually word of mouth. So if somebody wants to find out more about the Citizens Academy, how do they do that? They can contact the city manager's office at 239-574-0447. Um, you could go on our website, um, and there's information there that you can fill out, and then we will contact you back. And there's also the email address at citizensacademy at capecoral.net. Yes. Good. Well, if you're out there and you're interested in taking part in our Citizens Academy, we encourage you to either call or send us an email, go on the website and, and take a look there, and get involved. The uh, Citizens Academy is a great opportunity. So I want to thank Terry for joining me today on CapeCast Audio 20, and we will see you next week. Have a good day.